Welcome to Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. Your hosts are Becky Olson and Sharon Hennepin. Our show is here to help breast cancer patients, survivors, their friends and family with the resources, support, and inspiration they can use right now. Here are your hosts, Sharon and Becky. Welcome to Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. My name is Becky Olson. I'm a three-time, 20-year breast cancer survivor. I'm also a professional speaker and the published author of The Hat That Saved My Life. This is our first show of the year, which is always an exciting time. You know, we've been on the air for almost a year now, which is very cool. Um, Sharon is still out of town, that bugger. duck. (laughs) She's like in 80-degree weather, and here in Portland, we're like in the 20s right now, low 20s. Anyway, so I do have my co-host back again this week, and this is Yvonne Neidiger, whom we love dearly, dearly, dearly. Right back at you. (laughs) Today, we're going to talk about something that is actually quite controversial, and we're going to talk about thermography. You know, and our guest today is Shauna Rivera. She's an owner of FlowWell and Thermography Technicians. She's going to share with us what it is, how it works, and why some consider it to be the best way to detect breast cancer. Welcome, Shanna. Hello, ladies. How are you today? We're wonder. We're cold. I bet yeah. you're warm. Where you're in Florida, you're I bet you're yeah. warm. <laughs> so that's actually, I'm actually we're in South Florida. Carolina today. I live in oh, Charleston, oh, but I work oh, in both. South Carolina and Florida, and and okay. it's a little chilly here today. I think it's about yeah. 50, 60, somewhere in there. Oh, boo-hoo. <laughs> 50 or 60 is a little chilly. Yeah. Okay. We would love 50 or 60 right now. Oh, gosh. Well, why, don't you, why don't you introduce yourself to the audience and let us get started with your, maybe with your business. What exactly is Flow Well? Sure, everyone. Well, um, my name is Shanna Rivera, and I'm a certified thermographic technician. I've been a certified technician for almost seven years now. Um, I started off with a company called Breast Thermography International, and I'm still a proud member. And now I have my own company. It's called FlowWell. And I start by giving my patients thermographic scans, and then from there, I I help them to improve any thermal images that are found that need to be improved, either through methods that I use or referring them to physicians or healthcare practitioners who can help them. Great. So what exactly is medical thermography, and how does it work? Okay, well, I have an infrared camera, and I take pictures of the body. So ideally, we do a full body scan, and it's going to be about 30 images of the entire body. So my infrared camera is able to determine the temperatures throughout the entire body. And what I do with the images is I send them to our team of interpreting doctors. Um, Our interpreting company is called PACT. It's the Professional Academy of Clinical Thermology. And they write in detail about each section of the body, if there's any abnormal findings, what they are, and some recommendations for the patient on how they can improve them if need be. Okay. And are the the people that are reading these images um, with PACT, are they MDs, NDs, are they, do they have a medical background? What's, what's their background in reading these? Yeah, we have medical doctors and chiropractors nurse practitioners, dentists, so we get a great overview of each patient because we have all those different practitioners looking at these reports. 
that's that's good. That's good news. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, it's you know, wonderful. I think it's definitely one of our strengths is that with each report, we have three levels of interpretation. So there's okay. at least three sets of eyes looking at each report and composing it for our patients. And are they focusing mostly on breast cancer with this process, or have you seen other areas that they're getting good results from? I myself have been doing mostly full bodies lately, or at least a health screening, which is the upper half of the body, front and back, because I'm learning more and more about how important it is to know what's going on everywhere in your body thermographically to be able to see where you want to work on first if you need any, any areas of improvement. Um, and with medical thermography, it's possible early cancer detection that could save your life, and it's ideal for prevention. And talk about prevention for a moment. How does it, how does it help with prevention? Sure. So um, when you get your thermographic report back, it's, it's going to show you an exact temperature measurements if you have any areas that are out of what we consider normal or abnormal in range. And cancer is hot. Cancer goes through a process called angioneogenesis, which is when um, tumors first start to develop in the body. And when a tumor first starts to grow, it feeds off of our blood and is able to grow. And they actually double on average every 90 days. So when this first starts to happen, you can actually see hot spots in the body versus um, with anatomical testing, In some cases, it takes 8 to 10 years to be able to identify a lump on anatomical testing. So with thermography, you would have that possible early detection of 8 to 10 years. You know, patients come to me at all different sorts of um, different levels of health. And, you know, sometimes people come to me and they already have cancer. And sometimes people come to me and we see areas that they could improve on. And by improving on certain areas that you have that are abnormally hot or abnormally cold, you could be preventing cancer from ever being diagnosed on anatomical testing in your body. So, Anna, if, if a hot spot is detected on thermography, it's not necessarily cancer. What else might it be? That's right. Yeah, it, it could be many things. Um, it could be toxicity, hormonal imbalance. It could be something due to an accident or an injury, inflammation, and it also could be cancer. I, I thought it was interesting. I was reading on one of the websites that they make such a conscious effort to have your body temperature go back to as close to a set temperature prior to having the tests, which, you know, I that was one of my questions was people coming in to see you, you know, whether based on the amount of activity before they come for the appointment, uh, the temperature outside, the temperature in the room, all those seems, things seem like they could have an effect on the test. So they sound like they're making a real effort to, to alleviate that problem. Is, is that what you've seen as well? Absolutely, yeah. These tests are, are pretty expensive, so, and they're out of pocket at this time. <clears throat> so you want to definitely make sure that you're adhering to all of the important patient protocols that we have listed on our site. Some even start a month in advance. Because if you've had surgery, they want your your body to heal for at least a month before you come in and get imaged. Most of the protocols start the week of. They don't want you to have a sunburn. Um, If you you come in with a sunburn or a fever, absolutely, we have to reschedule. 
And then um, there's a lot of other protocols, like 24 hours before, they don't want you to have any chiropractic care, acupuncture treatment, massage therapy, the list goes on. So I make sure all of my patients, when they book their appointment, that they're aware of this list. And then with my software, I have a few reminders from the, for them before the appointment, and I even call them a couple of days before the appointment to make sure that they reviewed that list because I don't want them to come in and, you know, they just drank coffee, they just had a hot shower, yeah. and on and on, <laughs> and then we would have to reschedule the exam. Okay. Well, you know, Shanna, this is a really interesting topic, and we know that not everybody is a believer in thermography. In fact, probably a lot of people don't know what it is, so I'm glad you've taken some time to explain it. How does thermal imaging fit in with breast cancer screening, let's say for women with their annual mammograms? What is, how does it fit in with that? It is a wonderful adjunctive screening to your annual health routine, no matter what it is, and for the entire body, not just the breast. But um, thermography is considered an adjunctive screening to anatomical testing. For breast cancer specifically, it's 97% accurate or sensitive, which means it's 3% wrong. Um, And then if you look up the statistics for mammography, it's 83% accurate or sensitive, which means it's 17% wrong. So with both tests, there's room for error, and that's why it is considered an adjunctive screening. So you're basically saying that this is something you would do in addition to a mammogram for your annual screening. Is that correct? It could be a mammogram, an ultrasound, an MRI. Uh, Which anatomical test you get is entirely up to you and your physician. But yes, it is considered, it goes hand in hand with anatomical testing. And it's, it was interesting to me to see that you're approaching um, women at a younger age, that uh, which in some ways is um, contrary to some of the mammography concepts where they have women starting later in life. You're actually starting the, th- the imaging slightly younger in their lives. That is correct. I, I even scan my patients' kids for free if they're 16 or under. Um, it's free for my service and then they have to pay an interpretation fee for the interpreting doctors to compose the report. reason why I started doing this is because um, I copied one of our interpreting doctors who was scanning his patients for free, and they ended up finding breast cancer in an 11-year-old. And, wow. Uh, thermographically. That's and, rare. And since I heard about that, I want to spread the word that early detection saves lives. Um, I want kids to start to get used to getting their thermography screenings every year and, you know, continue that on into adulthood. Um, If you look at any of the statistics for breast cancer, it's actually in the U.S. it's the leading cause of death for women ages 35 to 54. And yet with mammography, that's not covered by insurance unless there's some type of family history until age 40. So absolutely, we want to start, you know, getting younger women and even kids in for these screenings. And then if there's um, somebody is diagnosed with, you know, stage one, stage two, stage three cancer through mammography, ultrasound, or MRI, it didn't just appear the day before. In some cases, it takes eight to ten years to grow to be able to be found on anatomical testing or self-discovery, finding a lump in your body. 
So if we can get everybody looking at these reports and really understanding the benefit of them, we can save lives. And that's my goal is to help people feel great because a lot of people come to me and they have different aches and pains. And I don't like to hear about people who have migraines or lumpy breasts, you know, whatever the case is, I always enjoy helping people. And then when they come back for their follow-up thermography and we see improvements, that's so rewarding for me and my patients. Sure, sure. You know, my mind is kind of stuck on this 11-year-old being diagnosed with cancer. So this this little girl who's 11 years old, she came in, you just did a, a screening for Someone for her, right? And um, not my patient. Um, is actually oh. one of the interpreting doctors. And, and you can't diagnose with thermography. It's not a diagnostic tool. Because like we talked about earlier, when you see an abnormal hot or an abnormal cold spot, it could be one of several things. Okay. So that's what they found was cancer. Okay. So what Um, they found was the abnormal hot spot. After she went for um, either an ultrasound or a biopsy, I'm not exactly sure the rest of her treatment to diagnose the cancer. Okay. So you guys found an abnormal hot spot and then she was referred to a physician from that point and then that's when they found the cancer. Okay, that yeah. that's that brings some clarity to the to the question because I just know that there's a lot of question around this. Um, so I'm really, honestly, I have to say, Shanna, I'm really happy to hear you say that you do believe in this with you know with not as a screening tool, you know, particularly or a diagnostic tool, um, but to do it in conjunction with mammogram. There was a clinic down in Medford in 2009. Medford is in Oregon, Southern Oregon. And they were mm-hmm. shut down for saying that people didn't need mammograms anymore if they just do this instead. They were shut down, fined yeah. horrendous amounts of money, and had to pay restitution. No, I would never so, say that. No, because it's, yeah. it's not diagnostic. It's not 100%. So I would not want one of my patients to go around and just use thermography and then end up being in that 3%. You know, we want to yeah. make sure everybody's covered. So is there ever a time where they find... Or they don't find a hot spot. So let's say, let's just say, I'm just going to kind of throw a scenario. If a woman came to you for an annual thermographic imaging session, and there was nothing out of the norm found, is there still a chance that there is something going on that mammograms might still pick up? Yes. Yep. Because it's 97% accurate, which means okay. it's 3% wrong. So. Some okay. cancers, um, particularly DCIS, they don't have a significant heat signature to them. So uh, those can't be found right. on thermographic testing, um, some of them. And then, you know, it just depends on where the tumor is, how big it is, um, and, and that's What's... why it's considered an adjunctive screening, and it's certainly not okay. a standalone test. Okay. On a, a personal note, um, what I find interesting about what this process is doing, I had been followed for a number of years for dense breasts and uh, had actually had a, a needle biopsy on two occasions in my my right breast for a suspicious, <laughs> I can't say that word. It's really in the morning suspicious here. Suspicious <laughs> area. And um, what ended up happening was my cancer was in my left breast. 
and the dense mass that had been in my left breast and probably growing for two to three years was actually invasive lobular carcinoma and uh, was stage three. So um, I find it interesting what you're talking about because in my instance, I'm one of those women who was being very diligent about all my testings and possibly having another layer. I would never, you know, substitute, um, but I think you know, like you say, sometimes to have all the information, even if it's information from a different direction, allows you to see the bigger picture. So, I, you know, I find it very interesting that, that this might have been something that would have possibly led to my diagnosis a little bit earlier if I had had this in my toolbox. <laughs> Correct. So I, yeah. I found I mean, it interesting that... Is very eye-opening. It's life-changing. I... I used to have a sad diet, the standard American diet, and now I'm on a, a paleo ketosis diet, you know, getting my body to run off of healthy fat instead of glucose. I'm, I've learned so much in these last seven years about how we have to really treat our body as our vehicle while we're here. You know, if we don't have our body, where are we going to live? Um, so everything that goes into my mouth, I, I do my best to make sure it's organic or from a food source that was raised organically or healthy. Um, I've definitely learned a lot that, you know, it's not just one thing everybody needs. You have to see a chiropractor or a physical therapist or a massage therapist, get the body flowing, work out, do detox yeah. programs. <laughs> Um, I'm actually on one right now. <laughs> I just saw my acupuncturist yesterday. So, <laughs> Good. so Shanna, we're, we're going to go out to break. So hang with us. And for any of our listeners who might be listening live um, right now, if you have any questions about this procedure, because it is very unique and very different from things that you've probably heard about in the past, or if you've had any experience with it, please give us a call at 866 866- Stay with us. We'll be right back. A fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health & Wellness. Thank you for listening today. Breast Friends needs your support. We rely on donations to keep our doors open and to keep this radio program alive. Please consider making a tax-deductible donation to Breast Friends. You can visit us at breastfriends.org. You can also like us on Facebook at Breast Friends of Oregon. Be sure to tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time for Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. Visit breastfriends.org and contribute today. When was the last time you felt free? It's time to uncover that feeling again with the compassion of a cross and shield and the power of a card that opens doors to the best hospitals and medical centers in all 50 states. Giving you the freedom to love, to dream, to dance like no one is watching. Regions Blue Cross Blue Shield. Live fearless. Opinions, options, answers. Voice America Health and Wellness. You are tuned into Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. To reach the program today, please call us at 1 866 472 5792. 
Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to becky at breastfriends.org. Now, back to the show. Hi, welcome back to the program. We've been talking about breast imaging using thermography with our guest, Shauna Rivera. Shauna, this has been fascinating. I have to say, um, this is an area of... of technique that's really new to me and we really appreciate you shedding some light so to speak pardon my pun on (laughs) the possible (laughs) uses of thermography Uh, I do think that uh, people need to have I I love there was a quote that I read when I was looking over all of the information from one of the doctors who was quite positive about the process and he said that it is a, a treatment that is uh, quoting him, an arrow in the quiver of tools for breast screening. I thought that was a really nice Ooh. way to put it. Isn't that wonderful? <laughs> it's not that we're saying that this is in lieu of or in a, it's something that people should say, oh, I don't want to do a mammography, so I'm going to rely on this. But to have it in their toolbox, to have it as an opportunity to possibly pursue something a little bit different um, in terms of diagnosis, uh, I, I just thought was really interesting. And I would imagine they may even find other areas of the body at the time that they're screening potentially for breast cancer that might lead to, like you said, um, other issues. So uh, it is more full body encompassing. But Becky was doing a little research a moment ago. We were actually talking about um, mammography and the rate of success in diagnosis. And she was kind of doing a little Google search on 3D mammography. And God bless Google. God bless Google. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I wish we'd have had it when I was in school. I might I have passed that history That's class. I phones to school because they're like <laughs> under the desk cheating you. Um, okay, so I did. A, I just did a very quick little search, and I, you know, again, I don't like to search the sites where they're promoting it. I just like to search the real sites. Um, and it does say here that the bottom line that there is no increased um, success rate in discovering cancer, but what they can do is they can tell if what they're looking at is cancer, mm. and so it reduces the false positives. So they can look at something and where maybe with 2D, they're going to bring you back and say, okay, we found something, we're not sure what it is, we need another look. 3D mammography will be able to tell them what that is. The shape and the size. Yeah, I mean, they can actually see it. I've seen images that show a difference of 2D and 3D. Sure. And so it actually um, will really find those, what that is, and reduce that fear factor, the scare factor of having to come back in for a second, third, or fourth test, you know, just to kind of make sure what they're looking at. So, because during the break, I had asked Shanna if if there was any evidence that she knew of about 3D mammography actually getting a higher than 85% success rate. And I know that there are probably radiation doctors, um, oncologists who can, who may be even listening. (laughs) And if you are, please call in if you have a different set of facts than that. But um, that's just my initial Google search. So, so that would be, I mean, with and so many are doing three-dimensional, you know, 3D mammograms now. So, so if you guys find a hot spot in your process on this thermography, you send them to a physician, to an MD, to do the radiation. Um, that's that's how they're going to find it. So, for sure. Um, so why don't you go? Let's go back and talk about the controversy, Shanna. I'm. I know you probably have some thoughts on this. You had to make some decisions when you got into this business. I'm sure you did some research and did your homework. So why don't you go ahead and speak to that? Certainly, yeah. Um, 
I think there's a lot of controversy because of that, you know, that clinic that you were speaking of earlier who got shut down and they were making false claims about thermography. So it's very important to me, um, BTI and also PACT, that we educate people about the benefits of thermography and what it can be used for and, and what it can't be used for. So um, I think it, it's just a lack of education, and people don't understand the scientific studies or, or haven't done the research themselves to see about the accuracy and see what thermography can find you know, without any radiation and, and possible early detection. So if you wanted to do some, some research, you could check out the PACT website, the Professional Academy of Clinical Thermology. It's the website's medicalthermology.org, and PACT is performing its own case studies and also has other published case studies that are out there. Um, and basically learning about what thermography can do for the entire body and then using additional testing to confirm or deny what the thermography is showing, you're going to give the patient the best benefit. And it is a wonderful screening tool to assess your body and see if there's anywhere that you need to work on. Well, I do think what you mentioned there, too, there's an important part of that, and that's that the patient be proactive in their own health care, um, doing some research, not only on the process itself, but that the people that are doing the process, uh, I, I'll use my experience, I mentioned on our break that I had acupuncture yesterday, and, you know, there are, are thousands of acupuncturists working in the world. Not every acupuncturist is the right fit for your particular need. Uh, making exactly. sure that before you go to a location that you've done your homework, that you've checked on um, what other patients are saying about the treatment, what the doctors in your medical community that are possibly working with you at the time have experienced with that community. I saw lots of positive reviews from both doctors and patients about your process. And so there has to be something here that done properly is potentially a really good positive tool to add, like I say, to your toolbox. But you have to make sure that you're going to someone who is, like yourself, um, well-versed, well well-educated, and knows what they're doing. You know, you just can't go willy-nilly off to someone. <laughs> so I find That's it interesting. Right. Yeah, you have you a... want to know what you're getting into before you spend yeah. a couple hundred dollars uh, um, on your health. So yeah. I encourage all of my patients to write a review about their, their experience. You can see a lot of those on my website, flowwell.org. And they let people know, um, you know, what, what the treatment was like, what to expect. Um, the follow-up is very thorough with our company. We have all patients get the reports back from a physician. It can be their own physician. If their phys- physician isn't familiar with thermography, we have ways to educate them. Or they could also do a phone consult with one of our interpreting doctors. And then afterwards, I schedule a phone report review with every one of my patients because I want to make sure, you know, there wasn't any disconnect, that they got a copy of their report, ask them what the doctor told them who went over their report, see if I can give any additional input, and discuss the follow-up recommendations. So I don't want anyone, you know, kind of out there in the woods all alone. I want to help them with the whole process and make sure they get the most benefit from their thermography report. Because like I said earlier, these can be life-changing. You know, so many of us have heard of detox programs or you know it's a good idea (laughs) to exercise. But until you can see yourself thermographically, 
you know, it's a visual that literally shows you if there's something going on in your body that you need to make some improvements. And I, I even encourage my patients to hang them up around their house so that they can be reminded every day to, you know, not go for, for fast food or eat a healthy diet, do some exercising, whatever, whatever they may need. So, Shanna, I have to ask you a question, and it's part of this controversy and its statements, certain statements that get made. And I'm just going to ask you about this statement that is on your website. It says, the technology used to perform thermograms is considered one of the most reliable for risk assessment and detection. So my first question would be, according to who, who says that? And then it continues on saying, especially in the case of breast cancer, as opposed to potentially cancer-causing mammograms. And I'm kind of having difficulty with that statement because it feels to me that that is kind of different than what you're explaining to us now. So can you explain that statement to me, please? Certainly. Well, some patients who have, um, like you said before, the lumpy, dense breast tissue, they're encouraged to get multiple mammograms every year. And when you over-radiate your body, you could get cancer. And then there's also the compression from mammography. If you had any cancer present, you could run the risk of it spreading. So thermography is an adjunctive test to anatomical testing, which could be mammography, ultrasound, or MRI. So it's entirely up to you and your doctor which test you think is right for you. And um, sorry, what was your first question? The accuracy. Okay, so the accuracy of thermography uh, there are yeah. several studies out there uh, that show that thermography is 97% accurate. So right on the, I think it's the Susan G. Coleman website, it says that mammography is only 83% accurate. So that's why we've got to use both tests, whichever anatomical test you choose in thermography, to, to scan yourself every year or screen yourself every year and see what's going on in your body. And you could... The latest study for the accuracy in thermography um, was published in 2008 and in the American Journal of Surgery, so it was conducted by a team of MDs, and they concluded that thermography for breast cancer detection is 97% accurate. So that means it correctly identified, when comparing to anatomical testing, 97% of the cancers in that study. So it's deter- it's detecting the actual cancer, not just the hot spot. And it's 97% Correct. accurate in detecting the actual cancer is what you're telling me. But I think that's yes. based on the fact that they're seeing a hot spot, which is leading them to the uh, conclusion that there's cancer. It's not that you're seeing, okay, that's cancer. You're saying, okay, that's a hot spot. And from there, they determine if that hot spot is in fact cancer by sending you for diagnostic screening right at a with a, a mammogram are we saying i just want to make sure we're telling our readers our listeners excuse me accurately because i don't want to misrepresent anything here so when you guys yeah. are, are detecting a hot spot um, and then you send those to a mammography place to have it diagnosed right. or that yeah. they're that you are finding cancer and it's because you sent them there if a woman goes in just routinely without having had that done, then um, it's 83 to 85% accurate. Is that, is that what I'm hearing? Yes, that's correct. Okay. So okay. we have certain thresholds throughout the body 
what we consider normal or abnormal. So, for example, mm-hmm. on the breast, globally, um, if you compare one breast to the other, if it's 0.3 degrees Celsius or above from one side to the other, it could be something that we want to monitor. Um, if they okay. have one specific spot that's 2 degrees Celsius or above, when you compare the right to the left side or, or one spot from another, also considered something that we want to monitor. So if they're close to that borderline, they would probably say, come back in three or six months. But if it's significantly higher, they're going to specifically recommend anatomical testing to compare to the thermography. Now, because thermography is considered an adjunctive screening to anatomical testing, that's in every report. But for those that it really stands out, you know, they're going to mention and make sure the patient knows, based on your thermography, you should go get an ultrasound, a mammogram, or an MRI soon to compare to this test. Okay. And what kind of licensing do you have to get for this procedure? I mean, as a, as a provider, what type of licensing process is there to, to set up a, a thermography program in an area? Right now, it's not considered the standard form of care. So um, I have a business license, but you don't need, like, a technician license. So that's another reason why you want to know who you're going to, um, sure. where their training is from. I am a certified thermographic technician, and I'm also a trainer for PACT the Professional Academy of Clinical Thermology. So I got my training through PACT. And I was reading quite a bit of this, uh, came through a a doctor, um, is it Amalu in California? Is that correct, that he actually is one of the... The, the key the key players in this program I noticed there's a lot of programs in the California area is that is that kind of where this program originated or where did it come from I know the founder of breast thermography international dr. Piana his mentor was from California that name doesn't ring a bell and gosh I'm blanking on his name he he has since passed away but um Packed, you know, there's different thermography academies um, or organizations who can train technicians and train interpreting doctors. So the doctor you mentioned, I'm not familiar with them. Do you know how long the training process or how long was the training process that you went through to become certified? Yep, it's a year-long internship. So you start off with a course that's a couple days long and then you're required to submit five practice scans right away that are not interpreted, and you have to submit a minimum of 50 scans in a year or however long that takes the technician for them to be officially certified. And we also have continuing education annually. Um, Every December, we have to take an online continuing education course. We also do monthly meetings to discuss um, cases and our thermography business, uh, and that's through the BTI membership. So that uh, the um, the PACT program is almost more like a franchise situation where different different people are coming on board and forming their own organization in different states. I did see it's international as well. It sounds like you right. That's you know, that's covered. the Breast Thermography International website is is as if you're buying a franchise. Um, but PACT is the interpreting company and the thermography training company. They train okay. thermologists or thermal imaging doctors how to become thermologists, 
and then also um, thermographers. So I am a thermal imaging photographer or a certified thermographic technician, and I know how to operate the camera and also train other technicians on how to operate the camera, have the patient be correctly acclimated, know what to expect um, when they're setting up their thermography room, and all the different requirements for that. But then not necessarily doing the actual review of it as much as just, you're, you're the person who's taking doing all of the, the preliminary, imaging, the yeah, imaging, yeah. and then you have, as you mentioned before, a team of three different professionals that are reviewing the results independently uh, to then get that back. I, from what I read, it's about a, a two-week process to get your results back. Um, unless you, you pay a, you pay a little extra to have quick the quickie <laughs> the job. Quick. <laughs> yeah, so jump, Shanna, how, jump the line fee. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so Shanna, how long has thermology been around? Well, thermo- in thermography. Let me see that. BC, um, Hippocrates first put clay on the body to see where that would dry first. And then Uh he knew that wherever the clay dried first, that that was an area he needed to work on for his patient. Wow, interesting. Quite a while. Um, But (laughs) as far as the infrared camera, that was developed in the 1950s by the military. So just how now we, we try to find the bad guy in the body, you know, they previously could find the bad guy on the ground with the infrared camera. Okay. Um, but there's been several types of thermographic cameras developed since the 70s that started off for breast cancer detection. Um, and now it's evolved quite a bit, and, and our camera is very accurate. Um, it has 76,800 pixels in every frame wow. I take, so that's 76,800 different points of temperature. So when I say that I take about 30 images of the entire body, it's because we want to get nice and close to each section of your body so that we can determine if there are any abnormal hot or cold spots where they are. Okay. Well, listen, we have to go out to break again. This has been quite eye-opening. I, and I really know. appreciate Good. your patience with us as we kind of dig through all these, <laughs> these talking points. but. We are going to be out to break for a minute. If you do have any questions for Shanna, give us a call at 866-472-5792. Hang in. We'll be back in a minute. Step into a healthier you. Voice America Health & Wellness. Thank you for listening today. Breast Friends needs your support. We rely on donations to keep our doors open and to keep this radio program alive. Please consider making a tax-deductible donation to Breast Friends. You can visit us at breastfriends.org. You can also like us on Facebook at Breast Friends of Oregon. Be sure to tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time for Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. Visit breastfriends.org and contribute today. When was the last time you felt free? It's time to uncover that feeling again with the compassion of a cross and shield and the power of a card that opens doors to the best hospitals and medical centers in all 50 states. Giving you the freedom to love, to dream, to dance like no one is watching. Regions Blue Cross Blue Shield. Live fearless. 
Explore the power of natural healing with Howard Strauss. Join us each week for an informative program that will help you learn effective healing methods using natural remedies. Howard's guests include top researchers, authors, and experts who will share their views on a variety of natural products and healing methods that really work. Tune in to The Power of Natural Healing with Howard Strauss, Mondays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Opinions, options, answers. Voice America Health and Wellness. You are tuned into Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. To reach the program today, please call us at 1 866 472 5792. Again, that's 1 866 472 5792. You may also send an email to Becky at breastfriends.org. Now, back to the show. Hi, and welcome back to a fascinating show today on thermal imaging for breast cancer with our guest, Shauna Rivera. Um, this has been a, a real eye-opener for us. We're, we're enjoying hearing your story and, and what you're doing and kind of demystifying this a little bit. Um, that's a good word. Yeah, demystifying. Yeah. <laughs> I like that word. Yeah. That's that's something that I think in the cancer world, there are so many things out there that um, having a chance to, to kind of turn the light on and shine a little bit of, of information on it is a great way to give people that tool in their tw- their their quiver. Yeah, and you know, <laughs> Shanna, I just have to say my only experience with thermography ever was that lawsuit in Medford because I'm from Medford. So when I heard that that was going on down there, it really caught my attention. Now that was in 2009 and I'm sure that that things have changed and people have become, you know, talking about it differently, um, you know, as you have done today, which I really appreciate. But that was my only experience or knowledge base around the subject. So, and I am openly going to admit that. (laughs) So so I I hope you can find a local clinic here soon that you feel comfortable with and um, can get yourself a screening. Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely look and see. I don't even know what's available here in yeah, Portland. We have, so. two, we have two in the Portland area, okay. as a matter of fact. Okay. So it may be something yeah. that we, we do a little investigating. And as long so. as they're in the same boat with you and that they're not promoting this as something in lieu of mammogram. Of course, I'm a three-time survivor. I don't have breasts anymore. So I don't do, <laughs> I don't do mammograms anymore because there's no need there. Um, but you know, having these other areas of my body checked out just to see what's going on. Um, you know, that's, that's it's not interesting. A, yeah. Yeah. So it's, be curious to see what the they, doctors what they I work with, with. Um, they won't take on a new patient unless they get a full body, full body thermography from me because they say without having a thermography report, they don't have all the information they need to truly help the patient. Mm, interesting. Well, okay, so that, that kind of leads to another question that we just want to ask. I know you said earlier that this is not the standard of care, which means insurance is probably not likely to pay for it. Am I correct on that? At this time, I don't know of any U.S. insurance companies that cover thermography, but um, okay. because I do image in Florida, there's a lot of patients of mine who are foreigners, and their insurance has reimbursed them after they pay me. Um, so hopefully Your someday it will be covered Cuba? by insurance. It did take the, uh, mammography 25 years to become the standard form of care and covered okay. by insurance. So okay. hopefully with a little bit of time, it'll happen. Okay, so I, I you just you kind of sparked a smile on my face. So you have patients that are not from the United States. Where are they from, and and how is their insurance paying for it? I, 
I'm mostly Europe. Um, really? But I, I, I mean, I Cuba. Have patients, <laughs> I have patients from all over the world. Okay. Well, isn't that something? And so their insurance back in their country will cover this procedure. That's that's fascinating. Yes, thermography isn't just in the U.S. Um, it's in fifteen hundred hospitals in Japan. Germany covers everyone from age twenty-one to eighty uh, for thermography, okay. and the list goes on. So, yeah, well, sometimes U.S. can be a little bit behind, and hopefully, they'll catch up soon and cover thermography. Well, for those of us who live here and have to rely on our United States insurance, um, what does the average what does it average the average cost of having a full body thermography scan, including the reading? I charge four ninety nine, and okay. that includes the interpretation of the images. So our packed interpreting doctors would go ahead and compose the report for the patient. Then they get okay. an email saying it's ready, and they can either okay. reply with that email with their doctor's email and their date of birth, and then we send it to their doctor. Now, depending on the doctor-patient relationship, the doctor may or may not charge an office visit to go over the report with them. If you go over the report with one of our doctors, um, you can set up a phone consult, and they charge a minimum of $50 for the full body. Okay. Well, that's interesting. So Yeah, and um, there are other okay. ways that you can have assistance with your thermography payment. Um, there's a wonderful organization out there. They're a nonprofit organization. They're called the United Breast Cancer Foundation. I believe their site is ubcf.org. They have a pay-it-forward program where you go on and you donate $5 or whatever you'd like, fill out a quick application, and then based on your application, they may reimburse you up to $150 for your thermography. Okay. Well, that's good to know. That's good to know. And you said it was ubcf.org? Did I get that right? I'm pretty sure that's what it is, the United Breast Cancer Foundation. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. And just about every month they run out of funds, so it's better to apply at the beginning of the month. That makes sense, too. Yep. Listen, we have a caller on the line. We have Sarah from Charleston. Welcome, Sarah, to our program. Welcome. So did you have a question or a story or something you'd like to share with us? Oh, sure. Um, I just wanted to um, call in and just let people know. I mean, I don't think enough people know about thermography, and I just think it's such an amazing tool. Um, I Have you had it done? I have um, one time, okay. and I, I'm getting my next scan very soon. <laughs> okay. Um, and but it, so, did you I, do the full body scan, and how did that how did that go? What was that like? I did. Um, I think it was incredible because I really had no idea, obviously, what my body looked like thermographically, and I found out that I actually had um, some toxins that I needed to to uh, detox from the body. So I actually am planning to do another detox program um, next week, and then shortly after, I'm going to get my follow-up scan. So it'll be really cool to compare. Um, yeah. 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 So do they actually send you home with, like, these color images? So you, Because I've seen the color images online, um, and they're very pretty. So do they send you home with that? So you, Or do they actually let you see what those images look like? So you can actually see the difference? Not on the day of the scan. So the, the images are taken, and then um, you have to wait about one to two weeks for okay. the results. Um, and they have to be interpreted by um, doctors, and then your scan has to get sent to a doctor, and then you can um, get your results. Okay. So you wait a little bit, but it's worth it. 
Okay. And so this was something that, that you, did you do it because you were having issues or did you just do it because you wanted to just kind of get a view of what thing, what was going on? What, what yeah. led you to get thermography? Let me, let me I rephrase the question. Because, yeah, I did it because I, I, I didn't even know about it. Um, and then when I learned about it, I was so interested that um, I'm, I'm very into alternative health and wellness, and I have been my okay. entire life, so I was very interested to see um, what my body looks like thermographically, so that's pretty much why. I mean, I wasn't having any um, serious health issues or anything like that, but, um, okay. you know, it's just preventative for me. Well, great. And I think we probably all have some toxins in our body. I probably don't really oh. need, need a thermal image to I, tell me that. I have a hunch. I, I have a sneaking suspicion I have quite a colorful plethora going yeah, inside I of mine. I think I probably do too. So. All right. Well, Sarah, thank you. And and did you have anything you'd like to, to add to that this conversation, Shanna? I think it's great that she's, she's done it for prevention. Uh, that's... That's ideal. We want everyone to come in for prevention. You know, so many people come in to me because they found a lump in their body. They they saw somebody else go through cancer, and they start digging and and find this screening tool. Um, or some patients have cancer, but I love it when people come in for for just prevention. Then we can, you know, take their healthy body and hopefully even make it healthier. <laughs> and that's Great. ideal. Awesome. Well, we have a, we have probably about five minutes left. So for the show, it always seems to go so fast. It really did um, this time. I think Yvonne had a couple more questions for you, just kind of, you know, just along the patient line of all of yeah, this. Yeah, absolutely. So, wait, before we say that, Sarah, thank you so much for calling yeah, in. Sarah, thank <laughs> really you. I, I would imagine no that's problem. just, is that something you take out at parties now and show people? <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, that wouldn't be a bad idea. <laughs> I, honestly, I would idea. be. The, I mean, I'm sorry, but I would carry about around a little glossy in my <laughs> my purse. Going, you want to see? It's so cool. <laughs> I, th- I think Sarah should be a commission salesperson for thermology, th- thermography. I keep calling it thermology. <laughs> I apologize. Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> you could probably help sell it quite a bit. So <laughs> and stay oh, healthy, yeah. Sarah. That's great. Yeah. Good luck on your detox. Yeah. I hope it makes all your colors beautiful. <laughs> oh, so thanks thank you. Thanks for calling in. Thanks for calling in. All right. So Shanna, Yvonne, let's go to you. You have a couple questions for Shanna. Well, I we wonder how long the appointment takes. You know, what should how much time should someone put aside for this particular bit of fun and frolic? What what's the timing we're looking at? If they come in for a kid scan, a breast scan, or a health screening, uh, the appointment time is a half hour. I ask that all patients arrive about 10 minutes early so they can start to get used to the office temperature. You know, like you said before, sometimes it's really hot or really cold outside, and they're going to start pre-acclimating by coming in a little bit early. And if it's a full body, it's an hour long for the appointment. Okay. Okay. And 10 minutes is enough to acclimate your body to to the room temperature? Nope, I guess that's it. the pre-acclimation. So when you come into the room, um, I review the forms that the patient filled out, see if I have any additional questions, and then I leave the room um, and for about 15 minutes before I actually start the imaging. <clears throat> the patient needs to stand there naked, um, and that way the heat impression that they're that's holding on to their skin from their clothing can dissipate. Ah, and we can see okay. their true heat signatures when I start the imaging. 
Okay. It's amazing how the body cools um, in different places at different times. I, I'm uh, always fascinated. I, I have a bilateral mastectomy from my breast cancer, and it's always interesting that the silicone in my body can become very cold and stay very cold, even though the skin around that area mm-hmm. warms up. And it's it's just fascinating that we, we don't realize that our bodies hold temperature as well as they do. So I imagine right. that's going to be a, a big impact on, on what you're seeing visually on that. So, And you mentioned not having acupuncture and some of the other things that um, people can do that are really considered more the naturopathic. Uh, routes that people can take is that just because the the energy flow in the body is shifted slightly when you do acupuncture you open up your meridians or your energy channels Um, if you haven't ever seen a chart you can look online but our bodies are all connected so if there's some type of block in one area of your body it can in your wrist for example it could affect an organ in your abdomen Um, So by doing acupuncture, you help to open up those channels and get the blood flowing as it should be. Our blood is our life source, and when our circulation is working optimally, our blood can deliver oxygen and nutrients to where they need to go to heal our body and relieve pain. Shanna, we are just about out of time. Wow. So um, I just wanted, I want to say thank you so much for being a guest today. I know I kind of gave you a little heads up before the show started that there was going to, I was going to ask you some controversial type questions because, you know, we really wanted to clear the air and kind of get that elephant out of the room, you know. So thank you for allowing me to do that. I really appreciate it. Um, We're so uh, happy. Yeah. So we're really glad you were able to join us today. So Um, Before we we actually go off the air, you know, we want to let our listeners know that, you know, Breast Friends, we've been doing this for almost a year now, the radio show. Breast Friends is a nonprofit organization. We've been around since 2000, so 16 years. Unbelievable. We actually have an affiliate in Florida and one in Pennsylvania, and then, of course, one here in Oregon, which is where we started. Uh, We have a website called breastfriends.org. Uh, we have a lot of great information on our website. If you are someone who is looking for help to help someone who's going through cancer, absolutely, please feel free to, to jump on our website, click on the Friends and Family tab. But in the meantime, if you are enjoying our radio show, this is something that we do out of love of our hearts, but we have to pay for it. So <laughs> we need help paying for it. If you are someone who's enjoying our episodes, please go to breastfriends.org. Click on that big blue button and hit the donate button and make a donation to help support this program or any of the other programs that we do. So we want to thank you so much for listening in every week or downloading our episodes. We get about 5,000 downloads a month, which is pretty awesome. And we, so I guess this is, this is my sign off. We will be back next week. And until then, remember, there is always hope and we're here to help you find it. Thank you for listening to Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. Please join Sharon Hennepin and Becky Olson again next Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. There is always hope and we'll help you find it. We'll talk again next time.